This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shot Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Harway Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's the latest episode of Three and Out with Tony Salazar. Well, Coach, round one in the books, and and I always enjoy the way that both you and Coach Dodge in the past have actually treated this, where you've got 10 games on the schedule, you got a guaranteed one, and it's basically win your next game. It's not necessarily win and win a trophy. It's you want to keep playing, you got to win. And I think that mindset really sticks. It's something that I think 16, 17, 18-year-old kids can really get behind, and you have that that automatic opportunity to kind of look and look back and say, okay, did we play our best in the Bay District Championship? No. Did we play our best and still dominate? And the answer is yes. What are some of the things that you learned about the ball club after your Bay District win over Round Rock? Our ability to run the football, which is objective A, you know, when it comes to our offensive, you know, production every single week is we want to start – uh, on the ground, be able to run the football. I thought we did a good job of that. Uh, you know, obviously Kaiser had a big, big night. You know, 36 had some quality runs. Our quarterback obviously had, got some yards over our quarterback in the run game. Uh, so I was very impressed with that. Our offensive line did a good job, minus minus a few penalties. It kind of cost us uh, a couple of drives in the football game. Uh, did an outstanding job. I think he flipped to the other side of the ball. I think the same can be said on defense. Held a, a run-heavy offense. That's probably averaging over 200-something yards a game, 23 yards rushing on 29 attempts. I mean, that's uh, that, that's objective A, was to go in there, dominate the front of the O-line, run the football, schematically sound on defense against the multiple offense. We stopped the run, and we ran the ball. So that's what I was most proud of is objective A got done, and obviously the win um, – being right on top of that. You also look at how successful you were in getting off the field. And I think that's also something that you've talked about in the past is third down defense once again showed up and showed up in a big way. Very productive on third downs, getting off the field. I think we had eight, eight, three and outs, nine, three and outs, something like that in the football game. Uh, when we're doing that, we're fresh. You know, that's that's a big plus for the defense, guys, is you get off the field at, on three downs, and then you sit on the sideline drinking water, and, and, and our offense is on the field hopefully scoring points. And they score points that makes the job on defense a whole lot easier because it's not all dictated on a one-score game, and every possession is so, you know, important in one-score game. So uh, we're able to get up to, you know, multiple-score lead. I think it makes things a whole lot easier. It was a challenge. Round Rock's a very, very good challenge for us, you know, Dramatically. Did some really, really good things on offense, did some good things on defense. And so there was a lot of learning going on last week, and we came out and executed the plan and, and obviously got a big win and, and got, got us another week. I think also you look at the guys that have not had a chance to contribute this year for injuries and guys that have, you know, as you mentioned, they're, they're taped together. They're, they're trying to just make it through a game, but making it through a game healthy at this time of the year is also something that I know moving forward because you don't control your destiny when it comes to what game is next. There is no game. This is it until you win. The mindset of your players who are who have been banged up, who aren't 100%, I think that also gives you an opportunity to take a look at your ball club at the end of that, 1030 on a Friday night, and say, okay, how are we? And how are we going to the next one? How are the Westlake Chaparrales at this point? That was a welcome side of the end of that ball game that most of our players are upright. You know, we didn't have guys limping around in boots or cast or anything else. And everybody's on the sideline. And we can't say it. There's a bunch of games where that wasn't the case this year. And we got another opportunity to get some other guys healthy. We had a couple guys that, you know, sat out that game with injury that we should be gaining back on the field. So, you know, relatively speaking, uh, we're getting healthier. And we're getting our full complement of our weapons back on offense and defense. And now the plan is obviously to see if we can 
maintain that for, you know, another week. With that comes growth at other positions, guys that were backups that become starters. And I speak specifically of guys like Cullen Devine, and then you couple that with Connor Vosick. I know I think about it as kind of that missing quarter. The first possession of the third quarter, the last possession of the second quarter, it's kind of like that with personnel. When you got a guy that is as talented as Connor is, who's missed time, it allows you to develop a guy like Cullen. And then when Connor comes back, you've got this multitude of talent that, that you're able to use and use in different ways. It makes the defensive front very dynamic. Yeah, I think all across our, you know, our football team, there's plenty of those stories of guys that uh, you know, may miss some time because of injury. There's opportunity for the guy right behind him to step up and make plays. And uh, you know, started our receiving room in the last three weeks. You know, Reagan Street stepped up big in the absence of, of Wilhelm out there in our outside receiver. Uh, go to our offensive line. We missed a couple games in the season here with Tyler Knapp and we saw Leo Wolfrat step in in a in a in a very in a starting role as an offensive lineman, and Richard Grigg bumped over to the left tackle spot, which was a change for him. Uh, you know, go to the defensive side. You've seen Mason last year kind of continue to get some roles, some playing time as our, as a backup linebacker, and just so many guys like that. Uh, you've seen George Jones. George Jones stepped in for for Denham Collins there. You know, probably the last three of the last four games of our district run, and he's gained confidence, came with experience, and. And you mentioned, obviously, the one that's the easiest to point out is Cullen Devine and Connor Vosick. And when Connor missed some time, no doubt, gave Cullen all the reps and the experience. And now we're getting to rep, reap the benefits of, of that experience those guys have gained. We have some depth. Uh, we're not really just hanging on to, we sure hope this guy doesn't get hurt because we don't know what we're going to do next. We have those guys built in, the next guy's up, built into our program because they've done it this season. I think Grady Bartlett, one of the things that Jack Kaiser said in our Shop of the Week interview last week is, you know, he's kind of going through the running back room. And it's always a good sign when your number one running back and senior captain is the guy pointing out just what personalities and work ethics there are within the room. And, and additionally, talking about Coach Wiesinger as well. In that compliment, he said he got down to Grady Bartlett and he said, Grady Bartlett's just he's just really good at football. And I think we saw just how much of a Swiss Army knife he can be where you can start him at tailback. You can start him at the Y, as we affectionately call it, the, the Bryce Chambers position where he is a Swiss Army knife. And that Swiss Army knife is is something that can be very valuable as an offset to Jack Kaiser, not necessarily a decoy, but an offset to Jack Kaiser where you have to defend him in the passing game. He's, he has great hands in the passing game. Yeah, we can throw him the ball in the backfield. Uh, there's no doubt he's got great vision as a running back, and and he's got uh, he's got plenty of burst because he's uh, you know obviously turned some some medium runs into big home run runs, and so you see him all over the field. I mean, it's about every special team he's on. He's a punter. He's a punt returner. He's a kick returner. Uh, you know, he's he's all over the field, and and that's obviously the mark of a, of a great high school football player is that uh, you're able to use all those different tools to to help you get on the field and. And Grady kind of did that early in the season and throughout his career so far. And uh, we knew that he's uh, he's going to be ready for the show. And once he got there and got the opportunity to play in the absence of Kaiser, we, you know, we saw a big almost 200-yard rushing game. We, we've seen some, a big punt return. We've seen him continue to do things on, on our – he's been our holder on our PAT. I mean, the list goes on and on for Grady Bartlett. What a tremendous player. He's, he's done a great job for our football team all year. On to Reagan because, again, you have an 11-0 team facing an 11-0 team and an offensive power that obviously is quite noticeable. And when you talk about Brad Jackson and Cole Pryor, those guys are at the uh, the tip of the spear when it comes to how Reagan has been able to dominate their opponents this season. Blowouts along the way, and that says a lot about how they go about their business. I think a lot of people would take a look at the scoreboard and go, okay, well, who did they play? I think that's low-hanging fruit, Coach. You still got to score points, and they've been able to do that and do that well as an offense. Yeah, very efficient as an offense. I think that's a good word to describe them as, you know, they're leaving most drives with points. And in order to score that many points, 
or averaging whatever, 43 points a game in order to score that many points, you're, you're moving the football and you're doing the good things. It's not, I think their offense is, you know, really starts with the quarterback, Brad Jackson, senior quarterback, 25 touchdowns, two interceptions on the year, so he takes care of the football. Um, and then obviously he's got a tremendous weapon in the backfield he can turn a hand to, just like we have Kaiser in the backfield. Uh, Cole Pryor, you know, under, over 1,400 yards rushing as a junior. Tremendous skill set with the ability to cut. Very rarely gets taken down by one tackler or the first tackler. They're going to pose a lot of problems in the run game, but it doesn't stop there for them. they got two re- receivers that are tremendous football players, Caleb Capuchico uh, and, and the Battles kid, Jeter Battles. Um, those two kids, one has 10 touchdowns, the other has seven. Uh, you know, one has about 1,000 yards receiving, one has about 600 yards receiving. They do a good job of spreading the football out. You know, one of those had five, like four touchdown catches last week. And the week before, the running back probably had four four touchdown rushes. So a very balanced offense that um, they're going to make you defend the whole field. They're going to do some things schematically that are going to challenge us. Uh, we got to be lined up in the right spot, and, and we got to be physical, win the physical game, and try to find any way we can get off the field against a team like this. They're going to get first downs because they got great players. Um, we got to find a way to get off as fast as we can. Turnovers are, are a big, big key in this football game, and and hopefully we we all see that the chefs are running around on defense trying to create turnovers. You've made no bones about the scheme defensively that you had a chance to learn as a player, then perfect as a coach. And then obviously bring with you to Westlake and ultimately your head coaching job. You've hired guys that are from that pedigree. You mentioned something in three and out club. This is not something you haven't seen before where some of your teammates from that from that run at Mary Harden Baylor have become defensive coaches and have applied some of those same tactics. And what I think is a, a sign of not only respect for the program that you came from, but also respect for your head coach that you played for, but it's also some mutual respect for something that has worked so well here at Westlake press media fans, a lot of people outside of the field house, you know, kind of attribute offense to, to how a football team goes. The bottom line is how many times do we give you the ball is, is really predicated on how many points you score. And I think defensively, that's what I see in some of these box scores and some of this information from Reagan is in order to score that many points, they have to have a defense that's that's going to give them the ball. And they definitely have a solid defense, and it's led by someone you know pretty well. Their defense is tremendous. They're giving up 12 points a game. So combine that with the 43-point offense and a 12-point defense, we got our hands full this week. And, uh, you know, hence the the sleepy eyes and, and the, the droopy eyes this week and and the coaches that uh, kind of walk around, you know, real, real tired. These guys, we've spent a lot of time night staying up and trying to find a scheme that puts us in the best place possible to help our kids on offense and defense. And, yeah, you mentioned there's a there's a common, you know, person over there on that sideline, Preston Meyer. Preston was a uh, – me and him played college football together on the same team for three years, and, and uh, he was a two-time middle linebacker, All-American, uh, two-time defensive player, national def- D3 defensive player of the year. One of the best football players I've ever been around, either coached or played with. He's up there on Mount Rushmore of the people that I truly know, witness play the game. Tremendous player. He was – our Westlake fans remember him from uh, Brandeis when we played them in the regional finals a few years back, you know, when they were the best team in San Antonio. Uh, he was a defensive coordinator for that staff. And so he's brought some of those things over with him from Brandeis to Reagan. Uh, and then obviously it's a lot of things that uh, – the things we learned as young coaches, you know, that got instilled with us from Pete Fredenberg at Mary Harden Baylor and, and Corky Nelson, those legendary defensive-minded coaches. Uh, you know, we sat – Side by side, learned a lot of that stuff together. Through the years, we've shared some some intel back and forth. And, you know, right when I clicked on the tape this last last weekend and saw it, it's, you know, kind of look like you're looking at a mirror at yourself at some point in time. They still have their own flavor. Their head coach, Coach Hamilton, is a defensive-minded guy. Uh, he's more of a 3-4 kind of front-oriented coach. And so you still see that clearly throughout their their football team and their defense. But 
you start getting towards, you know, the uh, the four down stuff that's similar to Westlake, I think it it looks very, very close. And then you start looking at some of the three three stack stuff that Westlake runs and it looks really, really close. And we're we're hoping that that familiarity obviously helps us on Friday, that our kids are used to playing against that because that's what we play against all spring. So we play against the fall camp. Um, our attack teams are able to give probably the best look we can give of anybody else's defense to our offense because it is our defense. And uh, so we're hoping, obviously, the similarities and the carryover for our quarterbacks, for our offensive linemen, uh, that they all recognize, you know, what's out there in front of them on defense and leads to us making big plays. Final thought, Coach. You have leadership at times through the year that you lean on. You have the captains. But this time of year, when you inflate the roster by 37 guys, you get through that first home game where there is enough room, there is enough logistics to kind of make sure that everybody understands what their first varsity game is going to look like. Now you take that act on the road. And and I know that a lot of guys got their first glimpse of what playoff football is like. The mood in the locker room after that win and how quick the switch was to move on to Reagan. It's tough because you, you have to you have to take a minute and pause. You know, before you go to the next one, you want to actually celebrate and kind of sit back and admire, I mean, the hard work to, to get that one. Because believe me, that one, like I said, was probably three very sleepless nights from Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night for our coaches. You know, it's finally do we get to Wednesday through our practice this morning. We can kind of take a deep breath. You know, these guys are going to go home actually get in bed, hopefully at a good time tonight. The kids as well. Obviously, they're the ones up here at 530 in the morning getting meetings and going through practice from 6 to 8. So all of us have been putting in the work. And so when you finally do get through with a Friday night game, even more importantly, a playoff game, uh, and you get a victory, I think no matter whether you won by one point or 50, you got to take a step back and, and, and be proud of your kids and your coaches for the work that took to get that win because – I mean, we're the Texas high school playoffs, and, and every single game we're going to play is a, a worthy opponent. And this week, obviously, uh, speaks for itself. It, that's um, they're a very worthy opponent. I, I think I'm, I don't know if I'm going out on a limb here, but I think they're the best football team we've played this year. And it's going to take our best football game this year if we want to get another week to play football. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. All right, thank you. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shaft Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.